Bibles uh, tonight, if you will, please, and turn back to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 9, and we're going to pick up from where we left off this morning. We don't always do that, but I knew there was no way that I was going to get in all of what I needed to get in this morning. In fact, we just covered one point this morning, but well, what, a, what an important point it was. And uh, so tonight, you know, I don't know how this is going to turn out. We're, we're probably going to be a little bit more uh, teachy than we normally would be. But I hope that you'll, well, I hope you'll give us your undivided attention. I don't think I'm going to be lengthy tonight. I'm going to try to keep this uh, uh, fairly, fairly brief this evening. But uh, in fact, I'm going to, we're going to read our scripture. I'm going to pray. I'm just pretty much just going to skip the introduction. And I'm just going to mention the first point. We're going to go right into the next point. Some of these things, I'll just mention a little bit about them. Others, I'll, I'll, I'll camp out uh, on others just for a little longer. But Daniel chapter 9, in your Bibles, when you find your place, if you're able to stand with us, let's stand tonight out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Daniel chapter 9, and uh, we're going to begin in verse number 1. We'll read the same scripture we read this morning, and then uh, we'll teach a, a little while tonight. Verse 1, the Bible says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. Now, skip down, if you would, to verse number 17, same chapter, Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 17. The Bible says, Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear. And here, open thine eyes, and behold our desolations, and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplication before thee for our righteousnesses, but for thy great mercies. Boy, there's a great truth right there as well. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Differ not. For thine own sake, O oh my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And Daniel said, And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. I have not been able to get over that statement this week either. For thou art greatly beloved. Well, I don't know about y'all. I want the Lord to look down and say, "Thou art greatly beloved." Yes, and I know that we're—I know we're loved. But man, I think there was something special going on here with Daniel. 
For thou art greatly beloved, therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. You may be seated tonight. That's all we're going to read, but we're going we're gonna to go to a lot of other scriptures that we did not read tonight here in the book of Daniel. I'll try to do this uh, quickly, uh, quickly this evening, and, uh, but I hope, I hope you'll give, it, give me your undivided attention tonight, and I hope this will be a blessing to you. How many want to know how to pray better? Amen. How many want to want your prayer life to increase? And you know what? There's probably not a one of us here tonight that couldn't stand to have a better prayer life, including the, including the guy that's preaching to you tonight. And, uh, oh, listen, I, I know that I've, I'm going to have to pray. And I said this this morning, much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. No prayer, no power. In Calvary Baptist Church, it's imperative that we pray. Thank you. Uh, boy, what a great crowd in the prayer room tonight. Man, what a blessing. What a blessing. You know what? Sometimes when we're, when we're closing the prayer, I like to open my eyes a little sooner than everybody else. Because I love to see all those men getting up off their knees and I'm thinking, oh, yes, it's going to be a good service tonight. When I see that, I'm thinking, yes. And so thank you for the good crowds in the prayer rooms tonight. I appreciate that very, very much. I want to talk to you about Daniel's prayer and some lessons that we can learn about prayer from the life, the prayer life of Daniel. So uh, we'll pray, jump quickly into the Bible study tonight. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Father, thank you so much now for the privilege to, to be in your house this evening. And, uh, Lord, we thank you for this great crowd that's assembled tonight. And, oh, Heavenly Father, last thing in the world we want to do is waste their time. Uh, Father, we want to we honor you. We want to please you. We want to glorify you. But then, Heavenly Father, we so want to be a blessing to your people. And so, Father, I pray tonight that you would use us, Lord, that we would serve as that conduit. I pray that your Holy Spirit would fill us, and I pray that the truth of God, the truth of the Word of God, would flow through us and, and to your people. And, God, I pray that we'd not be just hearers of the Word, but I pray that we'd be doers of the Word. Teach us, Lord, to pray. Teach us to pray. Lord, many things, many things that you did around the disciples, but there was just about one where they came to you and said, Lord, teach us to pray. They never said, teach us to heal. They never said, teach us to feed the hungry. But they did say, Lord, teach us to pray. And so, Father, teach us to pray tonight. We pray for your blessing. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray and for his sake. And all God's people said, amen. Well, I enjoyed this morning. And uh, we talked about, first of all, we talked about the simplicity of prayer. And I'll just at least draw your attention back to the verses that we read this morning. Daniel chapter 9, verse number 20. And Daniel said, And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God uh, for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel whom I had seen uh, in the vision at the beginning being caused to fly swiftly touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And we said this this morning. We said that, you know what? If you can speak, you can pray. And uh, you know what, church? It, it's, a, it's a sad, sad commentary when folks think they, you know what, they, they feel like for some reason they haven't arrived to a certain level where they can pray. If you can speak, you can pray. Amen. If you can put words together, you can pray. And again, I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to get off this point, but I just want to say again, you don't have to have a college education to be a prayer warrior. And uh, boy, there's a lot of folk that, that never graduated 
probably never made it through the sixth grade. And yet, man, they're great warrior, prayer warriors for the Lord. And so prayer is a simple thing. It's not a complicated thing. It's a very simple, simple thing. But number two, number two, we, we want to hurry and get into these new things tonight. Number two, I want us to notice some parts of successful prayer. Some parts of successful prayer. Now, uh, you may not be taking notes tonight, but if you're taking notes, you might want to write just a couple things down. Now, I'll put just a few things up on the screen tonight. But I believe in Daniel here tonight, we notice some successful parts of prayer. How about this? Number one, we notice worship. Worship. Now, look at Daniel chapter 9 and verse number 4. And notice Daniel's words. Daniel said in verse number 4, And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments. By the way, there's a lot of other verses that are worshipful verses in that chapter, but I just picked this one out to try to use this tonight uh, as to, uh, to, to make a point uh, concerning this subject. But we notice here that Daniel began his prayer with worship, worship. And you know what I believe, church? Worship ought to lead the way in our prayer. Remember, remember when the Lord Jesus Christ was teaching the disciples over in Matthew chapter number six, and he said this, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I believe the Lord's teaching something there. And that's this, before we go right into the request and before we go into confession, and before we go into all these things, man, you just ought to take a little time just to love on God. Amen. I mean, just love on him and just praise him. Now, somebody said uh, thanks is thanking him for what he does, but praise is praising him for who he is. Amen. And you know what? On your worst day, on your worst day, you can worship him. Nothing changes about the Lord. Your motor can blow up. Your roof can leak. Uh, you can get fired or laid off from your job. But the truth matter is nothing that nothing changes the fact that God is still a great God just like the Sislov sang tonight and so as you begin your prayer time start with some worship Psalm 29 verse number 2 the psalmist said give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness worship Worship. Start your prayer time with worship. If you want to get your prayers answered, start with some worship. Now you say, preacher, what is worship? Because there's a lot of them. You know what? We hear that word a lot today in our society. Worship, worship. But what is worship? What is worship? Uh, well, let me tell you what the word worship literally means. It means to bow down. That's what it means. To bow down. Worship is realizing your smallness in comparison to his greatness. I wrote this down. It means this. It's seeing God so lifted up that it's necessary for you to bow down. I mean, when you just come into his presence and you think, wow. Have you ever, listen, you ever started your prayer, uh, your prayer time just sort of shaking your head, thinking, man, what a God. What a God. What in the world. What am I doing entering into his presence? I mean, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou visitest him? I mean, who am I to talk to the God of all creation and the God of the universe? And, and so worship is, is humbling ourselves and bowing down. And sadly, worship is becoming a thing of the past. You know what? People don't want to bow down to anything anymore. 
Man, we're so haughty and we've got a rod of pride going down our back. And man, we don't want to bow to anything. But I'm telling you, brother, if you ever get to the place where you realize just how great he is and how high he is and how powerful he is and how holy he is. And I know we never will really until we see him one of these days. But I'm just telling you, as you start your prayer time, start with a time of worship. Quickly, quickly, how about this number two? We notice, number two, we notice humility. Humility. Now look at Daniel chapter nine and look at verse number five. And notice Daniel's words here. In verse number five, Daniel said, we have sinned. And he said, and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us. Confusion of faces. As at this day to the men of Judah, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all Israel that are near, and that are far off, through all the countries whither thou hast driven them, because of their trespass, that they have trespassed against thee. We notice that Daniel not only entered into the presence of God with worship, but we notice that Daniel entered into his prayer time with humility. Hey, Calvary, don't ever enter into God's presence with arrogance. I'm not gonna have you turn there, but let me just read the verse for you. First Peter chapter one and verse number 17. The Bible says, and if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear. Well, you know what? We, 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 we speak so glibly about the Lord nowadays. Me and the man, up, you know, me and the man upstairs. <laughs> well, me and, me and the big man, we got us an agreement. No, you don't. No, no. And by the way, he's not the big man and he's not Father Time. And uh, you know what? He is God Almighty and he's holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And so may we never enter into the, into the presence of God with arrogance. There's no place for arrogance in the life of the Christian. And there's definitely no uh, place for arrogance in, in the time of prayer, I read the story of Muhammad Ali was on a plane. And some of you old timers, older timers, y'all remember Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali had a little bit of an attitude. Yep. And Muhammad Ali got on airplanes flying somewhere and the stewardess, little stewardess got up there and she began to go through her, her thing, you know. And she said, ladies and gentlemen, she said, now uh, we need you to uh, fasten your seatbelts. And Muhammad Ali spoke up loud and he said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And the little stewardess says, Superman didn't need a plane either. Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> Arrogance. D.L. Moody was in a meeting. Man, there was thousands of people in this meeting. And, and there was a, up on the platform, there were several, you know, there was a, a group of preachers that they had invited to come up and sit on the platform. And, and uh, D.L. Moody 
who was an uneducated man, but God used him greatly. And Dale Moody called on one of the preachers to come up and pray. And, and this preacher thought that he would take that opportunity to, to show how, how knowledgeable he was about the things of the Lord. And he began to use these big swelling words and all these big big phrases. And man, he just prayed on and on and on and on and on. And you know what? They said Dale Moody got so aggravated. After a little bit, he just came up and sort of knocked him to the side. And he said, now folks, as this man continues to pray, let us go on with the service. Amen. <laughs> Arrogance. Yeah. Arrogance. We notice here, we notice that, that Daniel was a man of humility. Somebody said this, when you sing your own praise, you always get the tune too high. Amen. Well, it's true. Not only this, but I want to stay here on this next thing just for a little bit. There's something else we notice about Daniel's prayer. Number three, we notice this thing of asking. This is so important. Asking. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse number 19. The Bible says, and listen, listen to Daniel. Boy, he's very bold too. And Daniel says in verse number 19, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. You know what? Daniel was very clear about not just worshiping and about not just having humility, but Daniel made it a point to ask. And he asked very plainly, very specifically. And he said, God, I'm not going to just get up here and just pray some kind of little prayer. God, there's some things I need you to do. Lord, I want you to do these specific things for me. Dr. John R. Rice said, prayer is asking. Somebody says, preacher, I don't know how to pray. Listen, do you know how to ask? Then you can pray. Right. Have you ever said to your wife, honey, would you mind fixing me a drink? Well, you say, well, yeah, I've done that many times. Well, if you can do that, you can talk to God. Because really, that's what prayer is. Prayer is asking. Now, I want you to listen to this statement I'm about to make tonight. Did you know the truth is that many Christians will lose blessings simply because they never asked. Now, I got way too many scriptures to give you, but we'll look at a few. I want you to hold your place at Daniel 9 because we're coming right back there. But I want you to turn, to turn to James chapter 4 tonight, if you will. James chapter 4 and verse number 2. Now, this sounds so simple. This sounds so simple. But a lot of Christians are going to miss out on a lot of blessings simply because they never asked God for those blessings. James chapter 4 and verse number 2 says, Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. He said, Ye fight and war. Look what he says in James chapter 4 verse 2. He said, Yet ye have not because what? Yes. Ye ask not. Ye have not because ye ask not. Turn over to Luke chapter 11 tonight. Luke chapter 11. Like I said, I've got too many to give you this evening. But let me give you a few at least. Luke chapter 11 in your Bibles. And look, if you will, please, at verse number 8. And notice what our Lord's teaching us here. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 8. A powerful, powerful passage on prayer. And in verse number 8, he said, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend. Yet because of his importunity, importunity. What is importunity? That's when you just ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. 
Because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, what happens? Receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Are you getting something tonight? Are you getting something tonight? Amen. All right, turn over just a few pages. John chapter, John chapter 15 tonight. John chapter 15, and look at verse number seven this evening. Many Christians will lose blessings because they never bothered to ask. Uh, listen, John chapter 15 and verse number seven. The Bible says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Turn over one page. John chapter 16, verse number 24. In John's gospel, John 16, verse 24, he said, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and what's going to happen? And ye shall receive that your joy may be full. I'll just read these quickly to you. Ephesians chapter three, verse number 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. James chapter one, verse number five. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. That's all I'm saying. And this is so simple, but it's so important. Listen, if you don't ask, don't expect to get your prayers answered. You know what? It's going to be a sad day. One of these days, we're going to get to heaven. And, and, and I don't know it's going to be like this, but I believe there's going to be blessings. And God said, you know what? I had all these blessings for you. And Christians are going to say, well, God, why didn't you give them to me? And he's going to say, you never asked. You never asked. I mean, it was just wide open for the taking, but you never asked. I read the story about a fellow who went on a cruise. And he could only afford the cruise. And so... Before he got to the, the terminal there, he, uh, he had packed him days and days and days. He had packed him a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Well, he got on the cruise and they took off. And man, he started, you know, mealtime came. He, he'd eat that, that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he noticed people walking around that ship. And then these big plates and trays. And they had steaks and hamburgers and hot dogs and, and fruit and and uh, all these things. And man, I mean, it smelled so good. It was gourmet. And, and here he was eating these peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And, and finally, after a few days passed, he, he went to one of the pastors and he said, hey, he said, what, what, what would it cost me to, to get some of that? And the pastor said, bud, that was all included in your ticket. And he was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when he could have been eating hamburgers and hot dogs and steak and lobster and shrimp and all, all those healthy things, amen. And now, wait a minute now. You say, preacher, what's your point? My point is there's gonna be a lot of Christians that are settling for peanut butter and jelly when God's saying, I'm willing to give you the very desire of your heart. Listen to Psalm 37, verse four. 
Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Listen to Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Did you know tonight that I serve a God that can not only answer my prayers, but he can far outdo what I can even ask or think? But here's the thing. I got to ask. And you need to ask. You say, preacher, I'm, 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 I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. What's going on? Well, you say, preacher, we got too much month at the end of the money. And I don't know what the world we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to pay that bill. Let me ask you a question. Have you asked him about it? Amen. And I'm not just talking about saying, God bless us. I'm talking about going to tell him, Lord, we need $332 by Thursday. Well, you say, preach, you think God can provide $332? I think God can provide $350 if he wants to. But here's the thing. You and I, we've got to ask if we want God to provide. And so we notice here, we notice asking, we notice worship, we notice humility. How about this? Number, number next is this. We notice that Daniel involved confession in his prayer time. Look at Daniel chapter 9, verse number 8. Daniel 9, verse 8. And Daniel said, O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings and to our princes and to our fathers because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgiveness though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Therefore the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. One of the things Daniel was careful to include in his Prayer time was confession, confession. Somebody said, preacher, I wouldn't know what to confess. Well, just aim somewhere and you'll hit it every time. Do you know that? You'll just, just shoot in the bush and you'll hit it. You'll hit it. Did you know we sin when we don't even know we sin? And Daniel said, Lord, we've, we've messed up. Lord, we've sinned. Somebody said that confession is us admitting that we're wrong and God is right. And by the way, let me just give you this and I'm going to the, the next thing here. Don't just go to the Lord and say, Lord, I messed up or Lord, I did wrong. Tell him what you did. He wants to hear it. Now you say, well, preacher, he already knows. I know he does. But he wants you to, hear, he wants you to fess up to it. You know? Your, your child comes to you. Your, your uh, preteen comes to you. And boy, they're just crying and and, uh, and they, they come home with demerits and they're in trouble and the in-school suspension and they say, oh my goodness, daddy, I, I, I really did wrong. I really did wrong. What do you say to them? What did you do? You know what? It's not just enough for them to come and say, mom, I done wrong. You know what? You want to know what'd you do? Tell me, tell me what you do. And you know what? And we told our kids at home when they were growing up, you know what? It, it, it'll be a whole lot easier on you if you just confess and don't lie about it. If I find out you're lying about it, it's going to be worse. The punishment's going to be worse if I find out you're lying about it. Listen, just go to the Lord and tell him what you did. You say, well, preacher, I'm embarrassed about it. Well, he already knows about it. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We notice confession. How about this quickly, quickly? How about this number? Number next, we notice supplication. Look at verse number 16. 
Daniel said, O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from, from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain. Because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications. And cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. You know what supplication is? Supplication is, is interceding for somebody else. Amen. Supplication is, is you going to God on behalf of somebody else. God, these folks have a need. God, my brother's struggling. Lord, my sister's depressed. Lord, she needs some help. Lord, I want you to undergird them. I want you to help. I want you, I want you to encourage them. Now think about the, uh, the missionary mom. Uh, she called, his, uh, called her son. He's way out in, a, in the bush somewhere on the mission field. And she called him, finally got in touch with him after several days. And she said, honey, is everything all right? And he said, well, mom, why do you ask? She said, well, the other night, she said, God woke me up in the middle of the night. And she said, I, 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 in my spirit, she said, I knew something was wrong. And, and she said, I fell out of bed and I didn't know where you were and I didn't know what was going on. But I prayed and I said, God, I don't know what it is, but God, I want you to protect him. And Lord, I love him and I want you to watch over him. And, and Lord, shelter him with your mighty hand. And he said, Mom, I can't even believe, I can't even believe you're, you're calling me and saying this. And she said, son, what happened? He said, well, uh, he said, Mom, honestly, he said, I was out in the bush and he said, an elephant. He said, I got right smack dab in the middle of a, a herd of elephants and the elephant started chasing me. He said, the thing was about to trample me. And he said, I couldn't get away from it. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, I looked up on the mountain. And he said, there was, a, there was a man on the top of the mountain and he was doing like this. And he was telling me to run, run crooked. Don't run straight, run crooked. And he said, I started, I started following his command, started running crooked. And he said, sure enough, he said, mom, he said, I lost that, I lost that elephant. God saved my life. He said, I went up on the mountain. Wasn't anybody there? His, uh, his mom said, honey, what time was that? And he told her the time it was. You know, it's the same exact time in America when God woke his mama up. She fell on her face. I can get chills right now. And she said, oh, God, protect him. Hey, supplication. And there's going to be needs in our brothers and sisters' lives. And, and you know what? We need some supplicators at Calvary Baptist Church. So we notice the simplicity of prayer. We notice the successful parts of prayer. We're about done. But I want you to notice another thought real quickly if I could. Number, number three, we notice stubbornness in prayer. We notice stubbornness in prayer. Turn, turn if you will, to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10 and look, if you will, at verse number 12. And this is sort of a continuation of the story in Daniel chapter 9. And in Daniel chapter 10 and verse number 12, the Bible says that this angel, God sends this angel to Daniel and verse number 12, then said he unto me, the, the, the angel, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel. Yeah. Now look at this, church, look at this. For from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, look at this word, look at this phrase, thy words were heard. Amen. And I am come for thy words Look what happened. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. That's a spiritual battle's going on. That's what's going on. And so he says, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, he said, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I'm come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. Here's the point tonight, Calvary. God did not answer immediately. 
But Daniel persevered in prayer. He would not quit praying. Would not quit praying. Would not quit praying. Dr. Tom Williams was, was preaching in a meeting one night and boy, God began to bless and, and he gave the invitation and a young man, I say young man, 37 years old and that young man stepped out and walked the aisle and uh, to come forward to get saved. And when he did, there was an older lady in the service that night and she began to shout. I mean, she just got beside herself and got happy in the Lord and just started shouting. Well, the church wasn't really used to that and everybody was just petrified, you know? And so finally, she just kept on shouting, kept on shouting, kept on shouting. And Dr. Dr. Williams said, sister, he said, what are you shouting about? And she said, oh, Brother Williams, Brother Williams. She said, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for 37 years that he'd get saved. And she said, I've got a right to shout. And by the way, she did have a right to shout. Hey, Calvary, whatever it is you're praying about, don't give up. Keep praying, keep praying. You say, preacher, I've been praying for a spouse and it seems like uh, it's never gonna happen. You keep on praying uh, that God would get a hold of their heart. You say, pastor, I've got a child that's wayward and away from God and we've been praying, my wife and I, we've been praying that God would bring it back into the fold and it just doesn't look like it's gonna happen. You keep on praying, keep on praying. Listen, I'm talking about a stubbornness, stubbornness in prayer. Now listen, don't you believe the lie of the devil when he comes and tells you it's not worth it. You just go ahead and stop. God's not hearing you. God don't care. Don't you listen to that liar. I'm telling you, you just keep on praying and let God, let God come through for you. Don't ever give up when it comes to prayer. (laughs) Humor story. There was a pastor who had a parrot and this parrot would only say these words, let's pray. Let's pray. He tried to teach that bird to say other things, and that's all that bird would say. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. He'd, he'd, he'd you know, bring crackers out there, and he'd say, Polly, want a cracker? And that bird would say, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. And he just couldn't teach anything else. Well, he had a deacon in the church who had a parrot. And his parrot would only say these words, let's kiss. Let's kiss. <laughs> And he couldn't teach any other thing. Well, the preacher and the deacon got together and said, I'll tell you what you do, deacon. said, you bring your parrot over and we'll, we'll put them together. So the deacon came over and, and he took that, that deacon's uh, parrot out and put him in, in, in the, in the uh, uh, cage there with the preacher's bird. And uh, just like always, that little that deacon's parrot said, let's kiss, let's kiss, let's kiss. And all of a sudden the preacher's parrot said, thank God my prayers have been answered. Amen, amen. <laughs> What's your point? (laughs) My point is don't give up praying, brother. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Keep on praying until God answers and hears your prayers. Amen. Isn't it great we can have a good time in God's house? We notice the simplicity of prayer. If you can speak, you can pray. We notice the, success, the successful parts of prayer. We notice the stubbornness in prayer. We're done. But how about this? This is something that I noticed, and I didn't want to leave this off. Number four, we notice a smartness in prayer. We notice a smartness in prayer. Look at Daniel chapter 10, verse 17. For how can, thy, how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? For as for me... Straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. 
and said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee, be strong, yea, be strong. Look at this now. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. You know, when I read that the other day, this is what the Lord gave me. Daniel waited to speak until after he had bathed the situation in prayer. You know what, Calvary? We'd save ourselves a lot of aggravation and a lot of problems if we would practice that right there. Before we said something to somebody out of the way, before we, you know, made a decision that we shouldn't have made, if we just take some time and just pray about that thing, just pray about it. You say, preacher, I'm getting ready to give. I'm getting ready, getting ready to give brother so-and-so a piece of my mind. Well, be careful. You may not have a whole lot more to give out. But you know what? Before you do that, before you do that, you know what? You might want to just stop and just pray a little bit and say something like this. Lord, is that pleasing to you? Lord, if I say that, is that going to be a blessing to the church or is that going to be a, a negative to the church? Is that going to encourage my brother or is that going to discourage my brother? Is that going to help or is that going to hurt? Is it going to make me feel better? If I say it and get it off my chest or is it just, Lord, is it flesh? And just pray, pray about that thing before you speak. Now, hey, listen, are you praying? Do you have a prayer life tonight? Man, if, if not, man, let's get with it tonight. Man, let's start praying, 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 praying that God would bless us, bless our family, bless our church. And let's walk out of here tonight saying, I want to be... I want to be a prayer warrior tonight. Let's bow our heads this evening. Father, we thank you for this time we've had together tonight. And God, thank you for challenging us concerning prayer on this good Sunday. And Father, how we need to pray. God, I pray that you'd help us to be people of prayer. Lord, if there's one thing that the, that the, the powers of darkness fight against, it's this thing of prayer. God, the devil doesn't want praying deacons. He definitely don't want praying preachers. And he doesn't want to pray in congregation. Father, the, the last thing that Satan wants is a mama that prays over her children. A daddy that prays for his family. A Sunday school teacher that gets in the prayer closet and calls out to God for their, their class. Mentions them by individual names. Prays for their salvation a husband that prays daily for his wife. God, prayer, much prayer, much power. I pray tonight that you'd help us to be people of prayer at Calvary Baptist Church. Have your way in the invitation. Speak to hearts, I pray, and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand tonight. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. And listen, if God spoke to your heart tonight and you need to come, the altar's open this evening. I wonder who it is tonight that just needs to come and just dedicate themselves to prayer. Are you praying? Are you spending time with the Lord? If not, man, let's do business with God tonight. We're going to pause just for a few moments. And if you need to come, the altar's open. You come tonight while we wait.